0: Welcome to episode number 386 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd.
1: And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme is next-gen leadership, and our guest is Austin Smith. Austin is a proud fifth-generation Arizona Arizonan and conservative Republican who is campaigning for election to be Arizona State Representative in LD29.
0: Welcome back to the show, Austin.
2: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me back. I always appreciate jumping on with you guys, and especially for what you do, and I'm just honored to be here today.
0: Well, thank you for that. And each time we have you on, you are wearing a new hat. You are a (laughs) go-getter. You were always out there looking for uh, problems that need smart solutions. And it's just always exciting to talk with you and find out, okay, what is the newest, latest, and greatest thing going on in your life? And that thing is you are seeking to become a public servant. Um, kind of talk to us about that. What on earth would possess a a rational-minded person to dive into the snake pit that we know to be the political realm.
2: So a couple weeks ago I was out putting up campaign signs with some volunteers and uh, we had T-posts in the back of our pickup truck and we were driving through the dirt and a rattlesnake came across. And so I jumped out with the with the T-posts and I beat it over the head and killed the rattlesnake. And one of my volunteers said, you know what? That's exactly how you're gonna be down there at the state legislature. We're gonna beat the rattlesnakes in with our T posts. So um, I'm Austin Smith. I'm running for the state house in LD29 in the West Valley, which encompasses uh, Morristown, Whitman, Surprise, El Mirage, Goodyear and Litchfield Park. So essentially that really weird L shape here in the West Valley. Um, I grew up in the West Valley. I went to Millennium High School in Goodyear where I played football, all state football player there. I was in the National FFA organization at Millennium, won national awards there. I come from an agriculture background. And like you guys know, I think our our state and our country is at a point where um, we can't really take any more weak leadership. We have to have bold, decisive leaders in our local positions. And I think that Washington DC obviously is not gonna get the job done. And if you're a constitutional conservative and you believe in the Bill of Rights and you believe in the 10th amendment, um, the states are the only solution to turning this train wreck around. And that's why I decided to run for the state house because I believe that Arizona is not at a crossroads anymore. I think we took a wrong turn a little ways back and it's up for us to get into that driver's seat and to turn this thing around and elect strong constitutional conservatives that believe in the 10th amendment to get the job done. And that's entirely the reason that I decided to run.
1: That is awesome. Austin, I'll tell you, when when you win and we come to your office, I expect to see a couple of tea stakes in your office, ready to pounce. Okay,
2: I agree. I agree. And you know what? We are. If you see our signs around in the district, um, the behind our signs, they're unique. Everybody else uses um, smaller rebar. Our my my campaign signs and my team signs of Janae Champ and Steve Montenegro. We use sucker rod, and sucker rod goes on the inside of oil field pipe, and it's also used for fencing and agriculture. So uh, we're going to have sucker rod all around our office too, because we're going to use that to go down there and 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 to uh, get some things straightened out. Some people take a baseball bat. We're taking some sucker rod down there to the state (laughs) cap.
0: That's fantastic. And that was quite an education for me. I had not heard that before. (laughs) So what are some of the key issues that you are looking forward to positively impacting at such a time as you win this election?
2: I think first and foremost, it's the border. Um, It's a public safety crisis. It's a national security crisis. Um, Until the border is secured, every town in Arizona is a border town. So the entire Legislative District 29 is a border town. And we've got to figure that out. We've got to fix it. Um, If Washington, D.C., like I said, is not getting the job done, we've got to step in as a state and do it. There is 20 miles of unsecured border in the state of Arizona where we can finish the wall, where us taxpayers have already paid for the materials that are sitting down there rotting in the hot Arizona sun to get the job done. Um, I've also proposed an idea of that, of reconstituting the Arizona Rangers. If you're unfamiliar with the Arizona Rangers is that they are a auxiliary civilian volunteer law enforcement agency here in the state of Arizona. But their history is that when they were first constituted in the state of Arizona by the legis- by the territorial legislature and by the territorial governor, they were used as essentially our state law enforcement agency to secure the border, to run out the outlaws, to round up the criminals, the horse thieves, the cattle thieves, um, pretty much every law you can think of breaking under the sun. The Arizona Rangers were there to enforce the law. And I believe that the state needs to have our own border patrol agency. I I like how we have the National Guard authorized to go down there and secure the border, but the army is not for securing a border. The army is for blowing things up, killing things and making a ruckus. That's the entire purpose of an army. We need our own border patrol agency. And so that's why I have proposed to reconstitute the Arizona Rangers to officially help secure the border, go after drug traffickers, human smugglers, and child traffickers. In the state of Arizona, if you're caught doing something like that, you're going to go to jail forever in the state of Arizona. We're not going to tolerate you breaking the law in the state of Arizona, trespassing in the state of Arizona. If you're caught doing something like that, the Rangers are going to round you up, and they're going to put you in jail just like it's the Wild West, because we still have the Wild West here in Arizona today. And I think the other aspect why I decided to run was Uh, I've always been passionate. I think that the people know what's best for their money rather than the state. And I want to work to abolish the state income tax. And we're only going to go about that. If we have strong fiscal conservatives down there who believe that the people know what's best to do with their money, not the government. And you've already seen it now with the inflation that were the Biden inflation, so to speak, if you already have that, you know, if you can get a hundred dollars back on your paycheck and keep it, where will that money go to invest to for groceries, gas, for your child's education, whatever a family of four, an individual, a young person, they can better spend and save that money than the state government can. And I think that that is gonna be a top priority for this next legislative session when I'm down there is to continually push. It may not happen overnight, but I'm gonna continue to push to make sure that we abolish the state income tax here in the state of Arizona, because if Texas can do it, if Florida can do it, the state of Arizona can do it. And then the third issue, why I decided to run is water. I come from an agriculture background and it doesn't matter whether you know, you're you densely populated by houses around you or your backyard is, is full of cotton fields or heifers. We are all allies in the fight to secure Arizona's water. And it's even more uh, important now to elect people that can tackle this issue on day one. That's why I'm supported by the agriculture community. And that's why I'm supported by the home building industry here in Arizona, because they know on day one, I am the only candidate in the state of Arizona that can go head on on this issue to prioritize our agriculture community and also promote smart growth policies. Here in the West Valley, we're booming like crazy with developing, we're built with um, distribution facilities. They need a state representative on day one that can go head on on these issues, prioritize our agriculture communities, protect them because when push comes to shove, a lot of groups, a lot of uh, politicians, they wanna go straight after agriculture when it comes to water. Arizona is one of the few states in the country where we grow enough food for every man, woman, and child in one year alone in the state of Arizona. That's beef, that's dairy, and that's our leafy greens for every man, woman, and child in the state of Arizona. If we lose that, if we lose our food security, we are going to be in big trouble. We don't want to have to rely on food coming from other states and other countries. We want to be able to grow it right here in the state of Arizona. And so, I'm gonna go fight for water because if we don't have water, we're not gonna have a state anymore. It's the lifeblood of our state. And I think that at the end of the day, if we don't have serious leaders that can tackle the water issue, we are gonna be in big trouble here in the state of Arizona.
0: Well, and I always appreciate when somebody wants to run for office for the right reasons, to be true representative, to be a public servant and people who are the closest to the issues To me, it just makes sense. I mean, you grew up in agriculture, you understand it from the inside. Um, So many of these other issues, we live near the border. Uh, Taxes impact every single person and especially the lower socioeconomic uh, members of our community. And out here where we live, we all live in the West Valley, uh, west of Phoenix. Uh, there are many people that are really uh, paycheck to paycheck, if even that luxury. And so all of these things are so important. And I appreciate that. And when you mentioned about being able to grow enough food, I had not heard that before. That's the first time I've heard that. That's yeah. And, and, and
2: on top of that, Arizona grows enough cotton in one year for a shirt, a pair of pants, and socks for every man, woman, and child in the state of Arizona. We grow the best cotton in the entire country because we have a a great industry here, natural resources. And that is a key thing for our economy. You know, Over 160,000 people are employed by agriculture in the state of Arizona, but do you know how many people benefit from agriculture in the state of Arizona? Every single one.
0: Absolutely. We're gonna need to tell that Mike Lindell guy that those Giza cotton dream sheets, they need to start being the Arizona dream sheets,
2: right? I
0: agree. Oh, fantastic. Um, I was driving west to a friend's house. I already live super far west in the valley, but I was driving even a little farther west, and I saw a field that was, you know, being irrigated. And I it just kind of dawned on me that that has been a long time since I've seen that. And I grew up. There used to be cotton fields surrounding our our just our neighborhoods, our houses, and now that we have so many um, warehouses popping up which are jobs, which is important. You know, we get our Amazon before we even think we want the order. It shows up at our door. So there's a lot to be said for that, but we also have to understand and protect. There's gotta be that balance of urban and rural. Um, Do you impact that at all with the ideas that you have coming into office?
2: And, And that's one of the reasons why I'm supported by both agriculture and home building here in the state of Arizona. I'm one of the very few candidates that can say that. And I think it's important to, to recognize that um, we like the growth. We like to see this expansion for our economy. But in the past, conservatives and Republicans in general have always been just grow at any cost, growth at any cost. And that's not smart. We have to be pro smart growth first because you know the water issue here in the state of Arizona, 70% of the water that we use in Arizona goes to agriculture. And that's a good thing. That water is different when it comes to our houses, golf courses. Um, commercial use, distribution use, whatever it may be. And I think that at the end of the day, especially here in the West Valley and legislative district twenty nine, we're going to continue to see this growth. We're going to continue to have people pouring in from other states and across the valley that want to come live here in Arizona because it's it's mostly undeveloped over here. You know, I'm from Whitman, Arizona, which is a um, incorporate, unincorporated area of Maricopa County. And we're already starting to see those effects of people coming here. And I think that the smart policy part of it is that, is this going to affect another industry? The government should not be in the business of picking winners and losers. If you're bringing your business here to the West Valley, if you're bringing it from across state lines, congratulations, we want you to come here, but you're not gonna get a, uh, you know, a special shake over the businesses and the families that have already been here. And I think that we're, we need to remember that the people that built our communities, those are the ones that absolutely deserve our respect and our support first, before we start giving handouts to corporations that Are coming here or other businesses like we want a equal opportunity not equal outcome
0: interesting yeah absolutely well i haven't let you get a word in edgewise
1: he's he's saying it all (laughs) he's he's telling it like it is and we need somebody that's fifth generation Mm -hmm. to represent arizona because he's in it Mm -hmm. he sees what's happened in these five generations in his family
0: absolutely and austin what would you say to other people who maybe are listening in, because we have a nationwide show, or really a worldwide show, because wherever there's internet, we have viewers and listeners. And, you know, maybe there's something gnawing at them that, you know, if somebody would just do something, and then they pass by the mirror and they might happen to realize that somebody is looking back at them in the mirror. But this is a, as we were saying, a real scary realm, this, this realm of politics. What would you say to them what not just encouragement but how would somebody intelligently you know maneuver into this space
2: if not you then who um i had no intentions on 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 running for for office but um after 2020 between covid lockdowns um and the um Unorganization, organization, this organization, so to speak, of the 2020 election here in Maricopa County, that's what inspired me. And there's a lot of people that feel that way that are now involved. You know, the the silver lining with COVID was that um, parents saw what their kids were being taught and exposed to in public schools. And I think that um, now there is a new great awakening of everyday people. I think I call this the rise of the citizen year, Mm -hmm. the rise of the citizen um, Uh, decade. And that's a good thing. And I believe that if you know that something is wrong in your community, you know that there needs to be something that needs to be changed, you've got to be involved. If you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, the first step that you can do, the most important step is you've got to be a precinct committeeman. If you don't know what a precinct committeeman is, that's the official representation of the Republican Party in your neighborhood. Our nation is made up of obviously states, counties, and then uh, cities, towns, and precincts. That is the smallest level of where you can be involved in politics and where you can make the most impact, where you are the elected official for the Republican Party in your neighborhood that holds your elected officials accountable, that holds your party leaders accountable. You have the biggest voice. You know your neighborhood better than anybody else. You know the coffee or the kitchen table issues when you're with your family or at the grocery store, you've got to be a precinct committeeman. I encourage everybody to be a precinct committeeman, whether you're here in Arizona or across the country, you've got to do that. And the reason why that's so important is because if you don't have skin in the game, or excuse me, if you don't have your name on a ballot, or if you don't have your name in these clubs and these organizations, you really don't have skin in the game at all. You've got to put some skin in the game. You've got to be involved in organizations. You've got to be involved in two A groups. You've got to lobby down at your state Capitol. You've got to go to your PTA meetings. You've got to go to your school board meetings. I know we're, we're I mean, it's busy, it's, it's tough. You're raising a family, you're starting a family, you're raising your kids. It's a lot, but um, it was the same thing for our founders. The founders of our country, they were busy. They had families of their own. I'm, they, they were all farmers. I'm sure all they wanted to do was smoke tobacco and drink a beer on their farm in, in the 13 original okay. colonies, but they knew something needed to be done. And they spent that time building their foundation, building the country, because they knew that if they didn't step up now, they wouldn't have uh, the United States of America. And so that's why I would encourage everybody to do. Just be involved locally. Know your school board representatives. Know who your state reps are, your state senator and your congressman. Because if you can put, you know, put that person's phone number in your phone, you can call and you can text them. You've got to be actively engaged because if not us, then who?
1: You know, Austin, five years ago, six years ago, I think that a lot of people, they especially even conservatives, they didn't get off their butt and even some of them didn't even vote. They just kind of let it go. But there's been so much going on right now. And the other side is being so forceful that I think the conservatives are waking up and going, hey, we got to do something. And I think, I think you're right. I think we are going to see a big change. I see it on the street now. People that are, are fighting for what's right. And the the problem is the other sides, their voices have been so strong, but they have no bases. There, there's no facts. And we have the facts. We have everything. So I think it's gonna be big change. I think we're gonna see it.
0: Well, from your lips to God's ears. So speaking of you know being involved and how the next generation, because you're fifth generation if you could look back five generations ago, could you just imagine what your ancestors would be thinking about the work you're doing now? They have to be excited and proud. But through your work at Turning Point Action, you have helped develop leadership among thousands of young people. And we have titled this episode, Next Gen Leadership. So based on your experience, what would you say is the outlook for the future with that loud other side and our side constantly being diminished on social media platforms and so forth. Um, did, do you feel like, you know, there's a discouragement out there in the next generation, or are they like ready to push back against this?
2: I think it's, it's, it's not enough just to be right anymore. We have to win. We have to, we have to go on offense. And this is the cool thing about this next generation is that Um, They are much more in tune with the political realm and uh, day to day issues than most generations have ever been before, because they've lived through the Obama years. They lived through the Trump years. And then now they're living through the Biden-Harris years. And that is a clear contrast of what you're exposed to and how you have to live your life. You know, it's hard for young people to buy a home now to start a business to essentially start a family. They're being encouraged not to start families. They're just saying to, to, just, to just go about your life and live your own way. And that's not what we need in America. And thankfully we have a lot of young people, especially here in Arizona and across the country that are running for office, that are running for the United States Senate, that are running for Congress, state legislative seats, mayors, town councils. And that's encouraging because there's, like I said, they're putting skin in the game. And I think, you know, a decade from now when our generation is, can, has already taken over the reins of so many of these leadership positions, the one thing that they're all gonna have in common is that they've been through tough times before. And many generations of Americans before us have been through tough times before. And I would just encourage you, if you're a young person watching this or you're thinking about getting involved, you gotta do it now because uh, the the clock is ticking. And don't be discouraged because the left has dominated so much of our culture, has dominated so much of our politics. Um, We're right, like Danny was saying we can get, we have them on the ropes right now. We have them on the ropes. You gotta keep pushing. You gotta be involved. You know, uh, my boss, Charlie Kirk talks about it all the time. And I listen to Tucker Carlson every day when he talks about it, get married, start a family and have a lot of babies. That is how we're gonna save this country. Start a family, start having children. That is only how we're gonna beat the left. The left isn't having kids. They don't wanna have kids. Okay, you know what, us conservatives, us freedom-loving patriots, we're going to have five or six kids, and that's how we're going to save this country. We're going to teach our kids and our families to love America, to love one another, get the job done, save your money, build a foundation, build a family, buy some dirt, and, and go from there.
1: That is awesome. I love that. Yeah. So you you have two running mates, okay? You have uh, Steve Montenegro and, and Janae Champ. How did you pick those to be your running mates?
2: So it was, uh, it was all God. And um, you know, Steve Montenegro had been my state representative before in the state legislature out here in the West Valley, one of the most staunch conservatives to ever serve in the Arizona House of Representatives and the Arizona State Senate. And um, you know, I'm this political outsider. I had no political name ID. Um, you know, I've been involved in the grassroots politics for several years now, but running for office is completely different than being a grassroots activist. And um, I knew Steve was going to run. And Steve and I had, had known each other from years in the past. And it just worked out. We believe in the same exact things. We're strong, America first, constitutional conservatives. And, um, you know, I was just honored that, that he wanted to work with me. And Janae Champ, you know, a political outsider like me who comes from a ranching background here in Arizona, uh, an operating room nurse who left her job because she refused to um, take an experimental vaccine for herself, which she felt that wasn't right, that she believed that you shouldn't have to decide between um, working for a living or um, being coerced into doing something that you're not comfortable with. And so I'm proud to run with Janae. She's endorsed by President Trump. She's doing a phenomenal job. I say that she is the best state legislative candidate in the state of Arizona, because she's real, she's authentic, she can get the job done. Um, Nobody's going to bully her down there at the State Senate because she'll be one of the very few women serving in the Arizona State Legislature, in the Senate specifically. And we need her down there. We need a fighter down there that's going to go toe-to-toe with the special interests, go toe-to-toe with the anti-gun lobby, go toe-to-toe with everything that is trying to rip our country apart. And I'm just honored to run with these two great uh, American patriots who love this country, who love the state of Arizona, who are strong conservatives. And uh, we're doing a fantastic job. We're winning right now. We're in the final stretch. And I'm just honored to be a part uh, of this team. Sure.
0: Well, that's exciting to have the energy. You had a fundraiser, fundraiser recently that um, Charlie Kirk came out and spoke for you. And in the room, of course, were, were your two running Running mates, is that the right, yeah. the right phrase? Uh, Steve Montenegro, who's been a family friend for years. Uh, you know, remember we all, when he
1: walked on the, knocked on our door the first time. I sure do. That was years so awesome. ago, yeah. uh,
0: and our daughter, uh, are about about the same age as as you, you two and his siblings and that sort of thing. So Steve was in the room. So that was kind of like old home week for you two. And then I met Janae for the first time. And there was such an energy in the room. That was just a breath of fresh air and energizing and your, uh, pastor that came and, and said the prayer for the event, she pretty much blew the roof off the building and she's just this tiny little woman. Mm -hmm. And this prayer was so powerful. It filled the room. It, It was really something you have quite, um, quite a, a team of people that you've built into your life. And I, I applaud that. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Um, so as we just kind of start winding down a little bit and finishing up here, we haven't really touched on the second amendment yet. So I do want to, to talk about that. Now, you know, when I speak nationally, of course it is the second amendment, which is in our bill of rights, right? But here in Arizona, It's in our constitution. It's articles Two, section 26. And, you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's basically saying this is on this side of the constitution on the people's side of the constitution, it means, you know, no trespassing. The government has to stay out. It is a no trespassing sign. And yet they, they, the government politicians, the anti rights people trespass and attempt to trespass constantly. And I've gone down this year to testify at both the, the House side and the Senate side at our Capitol. And so I know that our state representatives do deeply impact uh, the our rights to keep and bear arms through the bills they write and through the bills they vote yes and the b- bills they vote no on. So talk to our, our audience about where you are on that topic.
2: I'm 100% pro-Second Amendment. Um, as a candidate now, I have to fill out questionnaires for you know my stance on the Second Amendment. I was given 100% uh, or excuse me, I was giving an, an A questionnaire rating from the NRA. Um, I've grown up with firearms in my entire life as, as an avid outdoorsman um, coming from a uh, combat veteran family. And I think even more so now with the lefts in Washington, DC, DC's assault on the Second Amendment and the right to self-defense. Um, we have to, it's absolutely necessary. To have state legislators that are going to fight tooth and nail for your right to keep and bear arms, because just one new governor, one new state legislators, they may, you know, uh, put in a law that tries to ban um ar-15s you know handguns shotguns whatever it may be there if you give an inch on this issue they will take a mile this is a no compromise issue if you go to my website austinforarizona.com i list the second amendment for a reason of one of the issues that is key and dear and near and dear to me because it is a no compromise issue we can have no compromise state legislators down there that are willing to break the law so people can have um, some kind of feel good that they, they feel safer now that, that some weapon is illegal in the state of Arizona. When I'm at the state legislature, you can always count on me to be on the side of the Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment. We have fantastic Second Amendment and self-defense right laws here in the state of Arizona. we got to continue to protect them. We got to com- continue to codify them if so, if, if need be. And I think what's going to be important this next legislative session is that there will be Anti-gun um, legislation that is put forward by Democrats or maybe even some Republicans, and we have to have legislators down there that are involved, that are um, in leadership positions that don't even hear those bills. Those bills can't get anywhere unless those bills are being heard. And we want to see more pro-Second Amendment legislation down there at the Capitol with your guys's with your guys's work and other pro-Second Amendment organizations come down to the Capitol next session. Help us work on help us craft pro-Second Amendment you know uh, uh, pieces of po- policy and self-defense policy, especially for women. You know, There's this thing now where where these leftists are going after women's sports, they're going after the identity of women. We need to continue to protect women's sports. We gotta continue to protect women's identity. And we need to protect women's right to self-defense. And that's what you're gonna get with me down there at the state legislature. I'm gonna vote to protect and defend the second amendment of the United States Constitution in the state of Arizona. And I can always guarantee you, there will be no compromise with state representative Austin Smith when it comes to the second amendment.
1: You know, we've been fighting gun control for years, and there's always been little tiny compromises. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if you look at, back at the, the Constitution and uh, the Second uh, Amendment, th- there is no if, ands, or buts, but we keep chipping away at that, chipping away. Look what California just did. Oh, my gosh. I mean, California is pretty On well saying. Day,
0: you could say that sentence. Huh? And it- on any day you could say that
1: sentence. Right. Look what California just did. Right. But <laughs> and so it is important that when you when people in of Arizona go and vote, that they research the candidates yes. and make sure yeah. that they're voting for the right thing. Cause you you mentioned something and some Republicans. Yes. We have to be careful about that. But I know you, I've known you for quite a while, and I know there is no exceptions to the guns. Nope. You know, a gun is a gun, it doesn't matter. It's your right to own a gun. It doesn't matter if it shoots one round or 50 rounds. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate that with you. And we just need to make sure because Arizona could become California with the amount of people that are coming over if we don't do something and we have to vote.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Um, the, The idea of, you know, we have to vote. We've been saying that for all the years that we've been doing advocacy. Uh, Because it matters who we're mentoring up into the position to run for office and then, you know, getting out and actually supporting them with their votes. And then, of course, you know, holding them accountable once they're elected. But uh, the vote, I mean, there's so many people that have lost confidence in the fact that maybe their vote doesn't count. Maybe the elections aren't really um, real anymore. And I know here in Arizona, that's been a huge issue. Is that anything that, that has come up for, for you and your team on the campaign trail?
2: Um, we've always encouraged our people, if you have the opportunity to vote, vote in person, vote day of, if you have a mail-in ballot. And, uh, if you, if you have a mail-in ballot and you fill it out, if you go and drop it off on election day, that becomes a provisional ballot. So it'll take a lot longer for it to be counted. So, Don't put it in a ballot drop box. That is right with the opportunity for fraud. Put it back in the mail or drop it off at the recorder's office. If you have the opportunity to vote in person, vote in person. But I can give you an example. Um, After the shady stuff that we saw in 2020 across the country, and fast forward to 2021 in November when Glenn Youngkin in Virginia was running for governor. They had so much, so many eyes watching the elections and the processes there that there wasn't really any funny stuff going on because so many eyes were watching. So you've got to continue to watch. You know, if there's an opportunity for you to become a poll watcher or poll observer, do it. You know, if you have the opportunity to to uh, help verify signatures for ballots or work the polls on election day and you have the time to do it, I encourage you to do it. The more eyes that we have watching, it, incur- it discourages, you know, bad actors from doing them. There's always going to be people that want to have negative influences on our elections. But us as citizens, we have the right and the obligation because elections should not be political. We cannot make this a political football issue because if we don't have safe and secure elections in this country, we don't have a country at all. And so if you have the opportunity to vote in person, vote in person, go on election day, secure your right to vote. And you know, the last thing I would leave you with on this issue is that um, I have been taken off the pebble, which is the permanent early voting list here in the state of Arizona back in uh, the beginning of June. The county recorder's office still printed out my ballot because they said that they were still being printed ballots at the time. The problem is is that the county recorder's office doesn't use that data to say, you know what, even though we printed all these ballots, we need to go through one more time and double check that this person actually requested a ballot. We're not doing that anymore in the state of Arizona. We don't do that. Other states do that. We need to make sure that we have laws in place when it comes to ballot chain of custody, that the ballot, the time it leaves your house to the recorder's office, when it needs to get counted, there's actually security along that. We don't have that in the state of Arizona. So I would encourage you to just vote in person every single time.
1: So if you can't, so I, and I agree with you. So the first thing is to vote at the, at the polling place the day of the election. If you can't do that, what is the second safest way to do it?
2: So if you have that mail-in ballot, Take it to the post office because it's safer at the post office than it is at a ballot drop box. If you, there's okay. ballot drop boxes all across the, the county, all across the district. Take them to the mail instead. If you take it in person uh, to the polling location, that's fine. But then it becomes a provisional ballot and it'll be counted later. It'll take a lot longer. So the reason why it took so long to vote in or to count in 2020 is because we had a lot of provisional ballots. And okay. so that's why it took so long. So put it in the mail that would be okay because it's a lot safer that way if it's the usps rather than a ballot drop box
1: so if you receive a a mailer in the mail if you receive a a petition in the mail take that study it mark your stuff then take it to the polling place and do a new one and use that for a copy and then throw that in the garbage right and that way you're you're not pressured and you know what you're going to vote for
2: correct so, so the best way of going so the best way of going about it is if you get one in the mail fill it out and to take it to the post office rather than okay. the ballot drop boxes if you have that you're not going to get a second ballot on, at the polling location oh, you I think you're kind of kind of asking about you won't get a second ballot if okay. you are if they have you on a mail-in ballot they probably won't they won't allow you to get one okay. at on election day
1: okay so don't we're not going to drop right. it off then we're going to put it in the mail yeah okay yes. yeah this is crazy why not just go to the polling places and vote you know day. then we then we have a count and especially like for you guys campaigning you're campaigning now there's people that's already mailed in their votes yep. Yep. and and you know some things could happen in between that but just look at our governor yeah we, the top of the list in our on our deal shows uh,
0: right. matt salmon
1: who matt has salmon. left
0: the the race he is still on the ballot so if yeah. somebody is like you know maybe not super informed they could still vote for him um or um you know if somebody voted super early like right. i yeah. think he dropped out before we had admin- dropped out
2: after the ballots were already printed with his name on them right
0: and so that's that's messy and that's why i like to wait until election day if at all possible but since i have a, a mail-in ballot now i feel like well my it, if I do wait till election day, now it's going to be provisional. So mm-hmm. they've just complicated something that that people could manage to do back when we had no electricity and yeah. you had to take your horse and buggy and you to had, go. You had results that day.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is, this, is by, this is all by design by the left. They want elections to be messy and confusing because mm-hmm. it discourages people from being involved because then they can manipulate the system vote on election day. Do not be an early ballot person. Vote on election day. That's the safest and securest way that you can do it. The other aspect too is that, you know, um, we haven't done a good, a good enough job of cleaning up the voter rolls, of people moving from address to address, people dying, Um, people that are not requesting mail-in ballots. We have to clean up the voter rolls. If we don't, that's the number one thing that the legislature has to do this next session is legislation policy that automatically cleans up the voter rolls. We have the technology. We live in this crazy technology where we're able to, with the slip of our fingers, have this data and have this information why can't we do that with our voter rolls? It should be so easy to be cleaned up. When you guys live in one area, when you, for example, when you moved your business, when you closed one of your places and opened up another one, you knew that you had the responsibility of changing all the addresses and changing all the paperwork for it. The same exact thing can be applied for voting because the state feels that they are not um responsible for it. But when it comes to the vote, when it comes to the sanctity of our elections, they've got to have a much more proactive stance when it comes to this because bad actors will take advantage of that. Because this is what the left does. They do things by design to make our elections messy because they don't want us to be involved. We have to play offense on this issue. And the legislature, which makes the laws, has to get this job done. If we do not get this job done here in the next couple of years, we will not have a country anymore. You're well, so I am.
1: Right. I am concerned. Hmm. I've got that feeling on the side of me right now, yeah. because okay, I always thought okay, I get my mail-in ballot, I fill it out, I drop it off at the polling place the day of the election, yeah. because that seemed like the safest. Why? Because I don't really trust the post office. Right. Well, yeah. it could. Okay. Be the so safest, now,
0: but now it's a provisional.
1: They're right. Just not going to count. So that, that's I safe. didn't know that. Yeah. So now I have to. I take it to the post office the day of election.
0: No, you've got to give it time to get there. So,
1: I, so I, there's,
0: a, there's a list of dates. I'll, okay, I'll get to okay, dates. but
1: it's just, I don't trust the post office.
0: Yeah. And you know? I don't know that we should. But so not only is the left, uh, you know, doing all these things to complicate everything, but they're also uh, involved in keeping us from just freely discussing this issue. I was interviewing one of the candidates for attorney general, happened to be Tiffany Shedd. And of course, the attorney general, you know, the one we have right now, Mark Burnovich, he hasn't really done a lot with the, the audit and the, all the election integrity stuff. So it's kind of sitting on the desk waiting for whoever's going to be elected in uh, soon. And so this is the conversation we're having. Would you know that YouTube pulled the video because we violated their election integrity, whatever landmine that they have out there? Now I did win my appeal, but I'm thinking, If I can't even ask someone who is running for the office of, you know, the attorney for the state that I live in, and we have election conversations in this state and lawsuits that take place, there's a problem, right? And so um, anyway, as I said, we did win the appeal, the, the interview, the video went back up, but it was disruptive. And it kept me from being able to share her message and people are voting right now. And uh, she's also caught up in the thing in Pima County where uh, a bunch of the ballots went to the wrong people with the wrong names. They were
2: missing names. They were missing names down ballots in Pinal County. They were missing like city council positions. And that's a problem. How is that acceptable?
0: How is that acceptable? So now there's gonna be a second ballot sent out after for two years, we've been shouting, if you have more than one ballot you're gonna to go to jail and don't fill out more than one ballot and now they're telling people in pima valley or pima county you have to fill out this second ballot because oops we screwed yeah. up
2: it's austin
1: get your stick out get your stick <laughs> out okay
2: it's unacceptable this is the this falls this falls completely at the feet of the secretary of state's office katie hobbs yes. um it's just absolute incompetence it's incompetence and we can't have it anymore. The elections, election processes should not be political, but the left is doing this. Like I said, all of this is by design, guys. All of it's by design, and we've gotta to continue to fight back. You've gotta be a poll observer. You've gotta be a poll watcher because the more eyes we put on this, they won't do the fishy stuff if more people are paying attention.
1: Yeah, and, and Katie Hobbs, who is in charge of all this stuff that's kind of letting it flip, is running for uh, Governor. Uh, the most important job in the state. Mm-hmm. and. So it's really scary because. That's
0: so crazy to me.
2: Um,
0: All right, we're going to wrap up and I just want you to lay it all out there for our audience. What is it that uniquely qualifies Austin Smith to be one of our Arizona state representatives?
2: Um, What you see is what you get. Um, I'm a very unique candidate in the fact that uh, I have no political background. I I have no political skeleton, so to speak. Um, I'm an open book, I'm one of the youngest people running for the state legislature here in the state of Arizona. Um, I'm the only Gen Z slash millennial running for office here in the state of Arizona. My I want to put some skin in the game because I believe that Arizona is not at a crossroads anymore. We took a couple wrong turns and it's going to take bold, young, decisive conservative leadership to right this ship. And uh, what separates me from one of my opponents is that. I don't have to lie about my background. I don't have to lie about my political positions. And I think that uh, Arizona is being given a choice with, uh, I mean, offices up and down the ballot. Do we want more constitutional America first people or do we still want some of the the same Ducey McCain leadership at the top of the ticket all the way down to the bottom? And we've seen where that's gotten us. Arizona went from a solidly Republican state to a purplish blue state now, and that is because if you don't have bold, decisive leaders at the governor's office or in the state legislature, that is the result. Florida used to be the swing state of all swing states. Now, you used to have more registered Democrats there that dominated the party po- or dominated the state politics there. Now, now it is a bright red state because they've had bold conservative leadership. If you are bold and uh, strong in your convictions, voters are smart enough to realize that. And uh, I'm not going to go down there to be a pawn to lobbyists, I'm not gonna be down there to be controlled by the leadership. I'm down there to serve the people of LD29 with strong conservative constitutional values. And every single day when I wake up, I'm gonna thank the Lord for the opportunity. I'm gonna thank the people of LD29 for the opportunity, but I'm gonna get to work. Um, And I think that there's a lot to be done within the first 60 days. Um, I'm gonna burn the midnight oil to help secure the border, to abolish the Arizona state income tax, to do what is absolutely necessary with the investments for our water. To protect the Bill of Rights, to protect the unborn, to promote pro family policies, things that make, you know, encourage us to continue to start families and to foster that community environment here in the state of Arizona. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's not about one idea or one person. It's about us, the movement as a whole. And as being a grassroots conservative leader for several years now, I understand that you've got to do exactly what you say you're going to do. If you don't have your integrity, you don't have anything. And we need that more in our elected officials. So I'm just honored to have gone through this process so far. We're doing well in the polls. We're winning. We're meeting voters every single day. We're having mail go out. We're, we're on the phone talking to people. And um, I think that uh, we're all going to be very happy with the results come August 2nd.
0: Well, I'm excited about that. Tell folks one more time how they can reach out to you, how they can support your campaign, uh, websites, social media pages, whatever.
2: Go to austinforarizona.com. That's my website. Learn about my campaign platform there. You click on the donate link if you have the time, if you have the, the resources. Five, ten, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars in this last stretch. It goes a long way. We're in this last couple of weeks here where we've got to still pay for some things. Um, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or on Facebook. My handles are all the same: at az austin smith at az austin smith. And um, I, I think that. Uh, This last couple weeks here, you guys are gonna get the opportunity. You're gonna see stuff in the mail. You're gonna get text messages. You're gonna get digital ads, do your homework. Um, I am a constitutional conservative running for office because I believe that Arizona needs young, bold, decisive leadership to help turn this state around and save Arizona.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much and God bless.
2: Thank you guys. Thank you, Austin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, he
0: has got a lot on the ball. It, it's exciting it is. to see young people who are, and, you know, when you say young people, it almost sounds like, you know, oh, well, he's too young. You know, I don't mean that. I mean, we're grandparents, right? And he is the age of our daughter and son-in-law who are full-grown adults. They've got children of their own. They've got careers. They've got, you know, Everything they are the future, right. and so we call them young people. Um, but it is exciting to pe- see people of his generation who are taking the reins and right. understanding and what and the role they play.
1: When when you say young, you say unexperienced. and 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 you know some people say like that in your brain, you right? Just... And and here's what I say: I personally tell you that I have been to several political events Mm -hmm. in the last five years Mm -hmm. i see him every time i go Mm -hmm. he's he's out there he knows what's going on so it's not like he's not experienced maybe he wasn't sitting behind the desk yeah but he sure knows what the people's problems are yeah and he knows how to fix them and
0: that's the thing is you know just because somebody is experienced, well, let's think who's experienced. Yeah. We got a Chuck Schumer. He's got okay. a lot of experience, yeah. Yeah. right? Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah, Nancy Tons Pelosi.
1: Look at all the like money she's going to be making. Yeah. Experience, she, right? she has a lot of stock market experience mm-hmm. right now, it looks mm-hmm. like. So you're right. So,
0: yeah, just because somebody has been doing the job for a long time, that actually maybe is a reason that we need some new, Movement, fresh right. energy and ideas uh, in the, the position of, you know, people that do write the laws, vote on the laws. Right. And, uh, anyway. and, and, let's
1: take a, let's take, let's go back to the Trump era, um, which wasn't that long ago really, but it feels Trump,
0: like a very so
1: Trump, time Trump ago. didn't have any political experience, right. But he knew how to run a business. Yeah. He knew how to run a family mm-hmm. and he worked his butt off. Right. We took a chance. He came in And he cleaned a lot of this stuff up. Mm -hmm. Then I would call through misguided elections. Maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, now we have a guy that's been in office for all his life, Mm -hmm. all his working career life Mm -hmm. that has never got anything done. And look what's happening.
0: Right. You're talking about Biden and the things like, just think about the Second Amendment realm, the things that he has touched, like he was part of the 1994 Uh, assault assault weapons weapons ban ban that was pointless and did nothing it actually caused well they think it did good they think it did good but it actually caused the democrats to lose a ton of seats in the next election so flash forward 28 years and we're talking again about in the house uh united states house the new assault weapons ban so it could be a, a blessing in disguise for us but so he's been in long enough that he he put that into place or, you know, was in office when that was put into place and it was pointless, did mm-hmm. nothing to save lives. He is one of the authors or he's the author of the gun-free zones for schools. Yes. Was there any school mass murders before we had his brilliant idea to make our school zones right. gun-free zones and advertise it and then advertise yeah. Say, hey, bad guys, guess where the least Uh, resistance is you're going to find where where can you find the most vulnerable citizens among us right over here at this and you know another another thing
1: that you need to think about if you're a politician and uh the politicians are higher up than you are like biden is higher up he could care less about you you other politicians all he wants to make his mark and so if that means it we put this assault weapons ban thing in issue in and a lot of democrats lose their house seats or positions well that's i don't care he doesn't care right so he's he's in it for himself like Mm -hmm. tell me that nancy pelosi and uh biden aren't in it for themselves and schumer and all that so anyway be careful but uh it is refreshing austin thank you very much for being on the show i am proud to know you and um We'll Absolutely. be there voting for you.
0: Absolutely. And I just do want to, at some point in this show, kind of timestamp us. We are in the studio on actually a Saturday, which is unusual for us. Uh, July 23rd of 2022.
1: 23rd or 21st? 23rd. What well, happened so,
0: yesterday? I don't know, huh? <laughs> and so, um, you know, if you're listening to this a few years in the future and you're like, well, what are you talking about? Austin Smith's already been our state rep, right? Because, uh, you know, you're listening to it in the future. Well, now you'll you'll have that timestamp. And I usually like to do things like that um, earlier in the show, but I apologize that I didn't. And so our voting time is happening in real time yeah. right now. Our actual voting day is about, what is it, a, two weeks from now on Tuesday, August 2nd. And so, um, yeah, you know, this, this show will only have a short run before the election actually happens. So just remember to get those
1: voting. I, I did not know about their provisional voting yeah, series. Yeah. So get them in the mail right Absolutely. now.
0: Absolutely. Um, on Gun Freedom Radio Facebook page, I put a snapshot of all of the important dates leading up to Arizona. Now people listening in other states, it'll be a different timeline. Mm-hmm. Some states have already had their primaries Oh, wow. elections. And so it's interesting to me, like we're the one of the hottest states and when do they want us to go line up And stand in in line to vote August. What are you thinking? (laughs) Anyway, so uh, yes, thank you to Austin. Thank you so much to our amazing listeners all across the globe. We value you so much. Thank you for lending us your ear and lending us your time. If you want to rewatch this show or any of the shows that we have on video, you can go to our YouTube channel. Hopefully we're still on there and haven't been kicked off. Uh, thank you very much.
1: But I did say Biden today.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. And election integrity. I guess that's like the key button word right now. Um, uh, also, gunstreamer.com and uh, uh, Opslens. Sorry, I forgot for just a second. Opslens. If you'd like to listen to the audio-only version, because you're out on a bike ride or gardening or whatever it is you're you're doing, and you just want to listen to us, then go to gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on-demand tab and
1: binge listen to your heart's content darling
0: beautiful uh and if you want to see photos and bios of all of our guests that we've ever had on go to click the uh, guest tab and it is a tremendous resource and when you spend time there we don't hate that all right until next time we are going to pray for this nation pray for our leaders and people in leadership roles Roles with responsibility, right? Whether they're elected or. My prayer is to get people
1: off the couch, to get active, to make sure we clean this state up. I like it. And and the nation. I like it. But it starts with us. That's good.
0: So we going to pray for for everybody, even even those people in. Yeah, I kind of pray that that
1: chip bill doesn't go through, and that way Nancy Pelosi doesn't win all that. Her husband get all that money. (laughs) I don't think that's
0: what I mean when I say pray for the people you don't like.
1: I'm sorry okay yeah i'm oh oh that oh Oh, that oh yeah oh shoot yeah oh yeah we're we're gonna pray for those yeah shoot yes all
0: right maybe especially the ones we don't like we'll pray for all right until next time be good to each other have a great week and
1: god bless bye-bye